bloody typical. As soon as I start recording, the wind fucking starts picking up. Oh well, let's have a drink. Ah, it's Monday, folks. What a time. What a time. What a day. Alrighty. Hello out there. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've had a great week. There was no bonus episode this week, guys. Uh, I was uh, busy on Friday. That, well, I wasn't busy, but there was lots of shit happening around my house. So um, it would have been impolite of me to record a podcast. So I didn't. So I hope you had a great week, a great weekend and all that sort of stuff. If you're here in Perth, what have you been thinking of the weather, hey? Last week was fucking freezing. Freezing with rain, a couple of different fucking weather systems combining and teaming up on us and fucking just going to town on this little city of ours. And uh, today's kind of weird. It's, you know, rain on and off. The sun's kind of out a little bit now, but Jesus Christ, it's cold. So I'm kind of shivering again by my bar. I really should rethink this setup for podcasting over the winter, but ah, I'm going to muscle it out for now. See how that shit goes. Yeah, like I said, Friday I had a, a carpenter around and he was installing a bunch of cabinetry. All that IKEA fuck around. See, it took a fucking IKEA fucking us around with that cabinetry. Delayed as a month. So now I've got a half installed laundry area or something. I don't know. But anyway, the carpenter was around, so I didn't really want to pop out here and do a podcast because he was using his saws and bits and bobs and asking questions and all that sort of stuff. So I uh, just kind of took it easy and worked on some music and some bits and bobs around here, which was fun. It kind of having all this stuff installed like gave us something to do over the weekend uh, because everything came in big boxes. And so now I have an absolute mountain of cardboard that I have to either get rid of or slowly start burning through my fire pit. And so that's what I did. Had a fucking nice little weekend, nice little Saturday night. Me and the wife just sort of drank some nice wine and hung out by the fire pit and tried to burn as much cardboard as we could. It was fantastic. Listened to a bunch of music as well. So I don't know. We'll get into that stuff. Um, I'm going to do things in a little bit of a different order today. Normally we chat. And get into the music stuff, then I show you some music and all that sort of stuff. I'll bring the music stuff a little bit higher up in the list, I reckon, and we can kind of get straight into it because um, there was some cool stuff, but I wasn't really searching hard this week because I was kind of I kind of got stuck on a little vibe. I don't know what it is. Um, we'll get to that later. Let Let's start off here, guys. Um, shout out to listener um, Megan. I'm sure it's Megan or Megan. Megan, whatever. Um, suggested I check out a new song by a band called Spirit Box. And so I did, and I checked out more by the, the band and stuff like that. But you guys should check out Spirit Box. They're a um, sort of a metal, genty sort of band, kind of in the prog rock sort of wheelhouse, but more like that um, sort of, uh, sort of just big, like hero metal, you know, big soaring choruses and, and stuff like that. Female vocalists in this metal band. Uh, they're out of Vancouver in BC. Canada, for you guys who don't know where BC is. Um, and they had a new single that came out a couple of weeks ago uh, called Secret Garden. And so that's what I checked out. And it's a really, really cool track, guys. I recommend, you know, doing whatever you can with this, this band. Uh, listen to their old albums. They don't have a huge discography out there. But they've, got a, they've done a couple of singles this year. So maybe it's leading up to an album launch or something like that. So stay tuned. If they do do an album launch, I will... Review it and check it out. The song Secret Garden, a new single by Spirit Box. Thanks for the suggestion, Meg. Meg, whatever. I'm trying to shorten the name of somebody I've never met before. It's what it is, guys. So yeah, that's the first one on the list. Definitely fucking 
uh, check out that. It's got that, I don't know, that big metal vibe, but not like thrashy metal or super genty. But just a tasteful amount of gent. Let's just call it tasteful gent, right? Something like that. But like I said, I was like caught up on a different vibe this week. And uh, it's, it's not that different for me, but I know it's kind of divisive when I talk to my friends and stuff about this. Um, I'm a bit of a Drake fan. And it's got nothing to do with fucking... I don't even know if it's got to do with his... Uh, his music that much it is it is i mean i'm not a fan of him as a person never met him who cares uh but there's something about that style of music i don't care if it's drake or or not drake um that i don't really know what genre genre it is i mean i know it's hip-hop-y r&b-ish stuff like that um but it's obviously very synthetic sounding, but it's got a groove. And I don't know, this is just in my soul where I just I can just get into this sort of style of music. So there was a couple of albums in that R&B hip-hop wheelhouse this week that I checked out and had a lot of fun with. I actually had them on, on repeat because I fucking, I was grooving my little booty off. Uh, the first one I checked out um, was by a band called Emotional Oranges. I'd never heard of these guys, but they had an album called The Juice Box. And uh, this was like a, f- a short album. It was only 20-something minutes, right? That's just the fucking trend these days. That you know, It's that hidden inflation thing, right? It's like buying a chocolate bar for the same price, but it weighs less. And uh, so that's what's going on with this. But it's a really nice R&B album. It's really fucking cool. Kind of got feature artists all the way through it. I think every song is featuring somebody different. So I didn't make a list of those names. Didn't recognize any of those names. It's not like I saw all of a sudden a fucking Snoop Dogg feature or anything like that i just didn't recognize any of the people that's uh featured in this album don't know anybody that's in this band band group whatever you want to call them i don't really know but the emotional the a band group called emotional oranges really fucking cool album guys i don't know if you're the kind of person that can just um appreciate music for the atmosphere it creates rather than like really trying to pull it apart uh intellectually and really dig into the the underlying musical theories and fucking chords and oh, how tricky it is and oh it's impressive because it's a really fast guitar solo like yeah fuck all that this is just the this is great for the vibe that it sets it's just cool you can dance to it nothing's going to really um piss you off by awkward changes or anything like that your flow is going to be fine it's a great album the juice box kind of dug it but i don't know if you can call it an album it's let's call it a half album can we bring back the idea of like, like if it's less than half an hour, just call it an EP. You don't have to call it a fucking album, right? But anyway, I know that's what John Mayer did. Good on him. He actually admitted that it wasn't really a full album. It was an EP. But he only had like four or five songs with his last one. We talked about that last week. Anyway, the album that really stuck out for me uh, this week, and again, it's in that absolute wheelhouse. You could be mistaken to think that this album was a Drake album. And if you hate Drake, don't listen to it. If you kind of just, you know, dig those wicked vibes in the background and you can just dance to them and obviously the ladies like it and all that sort of stuff. Check out this album. It's, the album's called Hall of Fame by a, by a dude named Polo G. I'm sure it's not his real name, but uh, Polo G has an album, Hall of Fame. And I, as far as I could tell, there wasn't that many features, so it was, it was just him and it was a fucking cool album. It was just cool. That's the best way to sort of state this. You know how if I say an album's fine, you know what that means? It means it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not really my taste. This is cool. So it's also fine, 
but also cool. You know what I mean? And I was enjoying just fucking listening to these albums and hanging out by the fire with the wife and she was getting into them. And, you know, I always say, hey, do you, want, do you want to listen to a new album with me or something like that? And she's always got a little bit of hesitation in her response to that. But then when you start playing something, yeah, she might light up because you never know. I might throw a fucking curveball. Do you want to listen to a new album and something god awful comes on? Uh, so she's probably learned her lesson from those kinds of experiences. But this one was really, really cool. Like I said, we're drinking some beautiful wine. It was actually fucking weird. Drinking this wine, I didn't even know what we were drinking. I was kind of mixing it with beers because I prefer beers. Um, <laughs> but the wife fucking comes up to us and she's like, oh yeah, have you, have you seen what, what wine we're actually drinking here? I'm like, no, 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 no. She's like, oh, tell me what, it call, what it's called. And she holds up the bottle to me. So she just holds up the bottle for me to attempt to pronounce the name of this this wine that we're drinking, right? And straight away, I reply, Hippocrocopig. Something in me just saw this random jumble of letters and, like, and just deciphered it from looking at the picture. There was a picture which had a crocodile head, hippo body, fucking pig's tail, Hippocrocopig. I said the name of the fucking wine without even really reading it. And I nailed it. Ah, I was so proud of myself. It was fucking wicked. Hippocrocopig. It's actually a really, really fucking nice wine. Check it out, guys. Uh, that's a little recommendation for you. Hippocrocopig. It's also just a stupid name. And it's also hilarious. All at the same time. The only thing that made this thing a pig in this picture was its stupid curly tail. And like, I don't even know if that's true. But whatever. It is what it is. But yeah, that was a cool little, uh, cool little moment listening to this wicked fucking uh, Hall of Fame album, just getting the groove on, setting fire to shit, drinking wine. Great Saturday. God, I sound like a boring prick. That's fucking really what I did on a Saturday night? Yeah, whatever. Fuck off. That's what I do. I just hang out and, and drink and have fun listening to music. Hope you did too. Remember, if you've got any recommendations of your own, please hit me up. I will check them out. I will fucking have some fun with them and go on a bit of a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole or a fucking Wikipedia rabbit hole if it's an interesting band or an interesting concept or anything like that. I do enjoy all that sort of shit, right? But the reason why I wanted to uh, mix up the order a little bit um, today was because I, I, I did get Curtis on to chat about some of that Action Park bullshit that I mentioned in the last podcast, right? Now, first of all, when I did that podcast and went down that rabbit hole of Action Park, this incredibly cool... Uh, defunct fucking theme park uh, from New Jersey that closed down in the 90s. Um, I went down to the YouTube rabbit hole or whatever. Um, later on, after doing the podcast about it and all that sort of shit, realized that, oh my God, there was a fucking massive documentary on, on Netflix or HBO or something like that. A big documentary called Class Action Park, which I named the episode that. And I didn't know that this fucking documentary existed. I now do. I have now watched it and a whole bunch of other sort of stuff. My opinion's exactly the same. This place was awesome. And uh, like I said, I started feeling like parallels between Action Park and what they tried to do uh, originally here in Perth, Australia um, with our little local theme park called Adventure World. It was kind of designed in a very similar way. Uh, obviously didn't have the same sort of uh, safety record, uh, but, but might have. And so like whenever something like this, like, piques my interest. I, um, I'm not really too sure immediately why I'm interested in it. 
And I was kind of fleshing out the idea like, oh, it's that personal responsibility versus public safety sort of discussion. And it's kind of relevant uh, in today's age because of the fucking, the pandy wandy going on and the lockdown and all that sort of stuff. I mean, like, it's one of these weird metaphors that comes up. You can do these, these metaphors all the time. Like the, what's one that I was thinking the other day? Like the fucking movie Jaws is kind of a good metaphor for what's kind of happened over this pandemic period as well. And I know it sounds weird, but hear me out. There was a natural threat to an area and the politicians didn't want to shut down the beach, but the scientists were saying it's the best thing to do and all that sort of... Uh, so you, you kind of get what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, fuck it. Um, so with this adventure, uh, adventure World, that's our place, the Action Park sort of debacle. I didn't really know. So I wanted to talk to Curtis because um, we grew up together. Uh, you know, he's a fucking a child uh, of the 90s of the rough streets of Woodvale in Perth's northern suburbs, the same as I am. And I wanted to see what his take was. Um, one, if Adventure World was a dangerous place at some point, was growing up in the 90s as fucking cotton wool bullshit that they try to make out it is or was it still the wild west i still think it was pretty fucking crazy the the shit that we got up to in, in the 90s growing up as kids early 2000s stuff like that it really shifted after that we get into a discussion about it so i'm going to put that in here now um and it's going to go for a little while but you know stay tuned you can always um fucking fast forward through the conversation if it's boring as bat shit to you um uh to the end because i do have some uh music to show you guys at the end of this podcast as i always do it's got awful, but it's, it's there. Um, and that's just what it is for this week, guys. Don't know what to tell you. It's been a fun fucking week. I will try and get an extra episode out on Friday for you uh, with some new music. So get in your suggestions, guys. All of my uh, details are in the description below this podcast or whatever. Just email me. Tw uh, tweet at me. Fucking uh, DM me on Instagram or some shit like that. And I will respond and I will check out anything that you suggest I do. Because it's always fun for me as well, right, guys? And remember, if you've got music that you want played on here or you want to chat about your music or you're in a band or anything like that, that'd be great as well. We don't always have to have these silly conversations with Curtis talking about growing up in the 90s in Perth because, uh, you know, it's not that relevant to the rest of the world. But maybe it's interesting. Maybe you had a similar experience wherever the hell you were living. Um, so without further ado, uh, Here's Curtis, I'm going to chuck it in right now, and just snap my fingers, and it's going to be in there, right? All right, here we go. I'll speak to you guys on the other side. All right, we'll get this shit started then, hey, man? Yeah. Yeah, cheers for being on, dude. Welcome uh, back for like the 24th time on the Jabbering Podcast. It's Curtis. Oh, it's, always, it's always good to be here. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Scott. <laughs> always a pleasure, dude. Um. Well, as you know, I fucking wanted to talk to you about um, all that weird action park stuff that I was ranting about last week, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and, man. Yeah. But, but in particular, I wanted to sort of bring it down to like a fucking a little Perth thing to try and see the relations with it. Because okay. really, like I was trying to flesh out why I was so interested in this fucking park. And it's completely because of the, um, the amount of personal responsibility that was placed on people to you know have fun do what the fuck they want and yes it's dangerous yes there's risk yes that guy was probably negligent there was probably some things in the background but it's it's a it's a time in our in the not mm. too distant past where people were treated like fucking adults 
even though they weren't in the case of this park, yeah. but like, but people were able to hurt themselves, able to fuck up, able to do all this sort of shit. And the responsibility was placed on you to take care of yourself. It, what, you're not getting, you're not trying to sue a million people, all that sort of bullshit. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, but it's, it, it's more than that. It's because of like the, the weird times that we're in right now with this pandy wandy, um, with, uh, everything, sort of pointing to the government to help out or the government to tell us what to do. And there's not a lot of that personal responsibility being factored in. Right. And so it's but, kind of like we're know. expecting the government uh, to be like our, our, our father figure now in these times, you know, it's like we need, do we need someone to look out for us and to take care of us? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I understand no, the government's thing don't. of like, it, it, sh- it should be, the informed consent so like we need to consent to the government measures that are being taken and they need to inform us in a way that convinces us that it's the right thing to do rather than just Mm. saying all right lockdown or whatever whatever's been going on because i don't know it's 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 a weird juxtaposition between but, but like i said like reason why i wanted to dig into this because it wasn't that fucking long ago that it was kind of the wild west. And I don't know if you listened to the last episode, how I brought up the idea of um, like skate parks. If you came up with the idea of a skate park, a public skate park right now, what are your fucking yeah. chances of getting that through? What do you reckon? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I did keep up with that. Um, but yeah, th- uh, that is actually crazy that you think about it because if, if someone right now was to be like, I've got this crazy idea let's just build a fucking little concrete obstacle course that people can go and fling themselves around on with, you know, these fast uh, free rolling objects with no brakes yourself on. Yeah. 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 It it probably wouldn't be a thing these days. So I'm glad skate park helmets are recommended, but not mandatory stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, go, go be thinking about our own little theme park here in Perth. Like, you know what Perth's like? It's got a pathetic version of everything, right? And, <laughs> and theme parks included. So um, if you haven't Adventure been to Perth World. out there, yo, yo. For, the, for the listeners that's in Perth, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Adventure World. Uh, for everybody else, um, this is a, an attempt at a theme park that's gotten better over time, I must say. Like, Adventure World is getting better. It's still a really cool place. It's still a functioning theme park. But has this, it opened in like 82 right and it opened maybe three or four years after um action park in new jersey had opened right and so i think that's interesting i really think that fucking adventure world was modeled off of that park right if you just look at like the the original attractions so the original attractions adventure world was that little toboggan ride yeah concrete alpine slide which is the same first attraction at Action Park. A couple of water that slides, was, this sort of thing. I remember taking, just as a quick side note, I remember taking that concrete toboggan probably in the very early 90s, and that was probably the first time that I had the realization that, holy shit, there is actually real danger involved in this ride. Yeah, and I remember was being absolutely dangerous, legitimately man. scared and actually... And anyway, I'll let you continue with your little intro. No, 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 here, but, but, but you're, you're hitting the, the nail on the head. Um, when we when we were really young, going to Adventure World, that was like one of the only rides that you were in control of. 
right? Yes. So yeah. you could speed up, slow down. You had your own controls. And if you didn't lean correctly into the turns, you'd absolutely tumble out of that fucking concrete mess and hurt yourself. There was plenty yeah. of warnings about it. And do you remember over the years, like throughout the 90s up to the 2000s, that toboggan slide got progressively slower. They put in more brakes. You couldn't go full speed. And then eventually they just fucking got rid of it, right? You know what they also did as well? They actually also stopped you from racing because there was two right next to each other. Yeah. They stopped you from racing Yeah, because, because they knew that if you were going to race, you were going to push yourself harder and faster and have more chance of injury. So after a while, it became just no one at a time. That's it. Yeah. There was no so more that was, their, that was their first <laughs> safety um, protocol was just like, let's eliminate competition from this. We might yeah, get less yeah. injuries. So yeah. I, I can't find the amount of injuries that have been sustained at Adventure World. I can't find these stats. They're not very well documented. There hasn't been any like major deaths or anything. Although, so if you've been to Adventure World, guys, it's, it's pretty fucking epic. It, for its day, it had the biggest free-form swimming pool in the Southern Hemisphere. Little old Adventure World in Perth that was built on an industrial mm. waste site, right? <laughs> Wait, there was actually industrial waste. <laughs> well, it was um, like that's where they used to dump all their um, like the waste mineral sands and stuff, and so it was like okay. unusable land. And then they kind of terraformed it and put a lot of concrete in, and all those lakes where all the fucking bumper boats and shit are—they're all artificial lakes that they all built just to make. Um, uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was Bond. Bond um, put all his money in for it. No, ah. he didn't. That's a lie. He built Atlantis, that theme park. Sorry, okay. I don't know who the fuck built, built Adventure World, but someone put a lot of fucking money into terraforming that place to create the thing that it was. And the crowning Sorry. jewel was that mountain towards the back that had the toboggan slide on it. That was the, that was the original attraction at the top of the hill. Get to the top of the hill to yeah, get the fucking yeah. toboggan slide. But they had that massive swimming pool. Um, like I said, the biggest freeform swimming pool in the Southern Hemisphere. And they had a, a chairlift going over it. And so it was a yes. big thing in the 90s. There was always rumors of people jumping off the chairlift into the fucking swimming pool, which wasn't a deep swimming pool. It was big, but it wasn't deep, right? Yeah. And, uh, that still happens this day. That's why they shut down the chairlift because too many people fucking kept on trying to take their fucking uh, tips from jackass and jump off that shit, right? Did they shut that down? It's been a while since I've gone there, but... It's been a while. Last time I was there was uh, probably five, six years ago whole nother story yeah. but definitely didn't go on the the, the the chairlift that was shut down i thought because i i do kind of remember going on the chairlift this is probably yeah around maybe a little bit older ago seven or eight years ago but i'm i'm pretty sure they it did still go over the pool well obviously they didn't redirect it but they had more secured ways of making sure you could oh so you're locked like into the seat out. yeah yeah right, i think enough. you were more locked in but yeah because yeah. yeah they had to combat it somehow but anyway man We've been to Adventure World as kids a million times together, right? Heaps of yeah, like weird fucking scenarios. I remember us being on the um the bumper boats, and it was like a, a like <laughs> it was one of those session things where like oh yeah, this whole wave of people go out, they play around their bumper boats, they get their five ten minutes or whatever fucking fun time, then they come in, and yeah. the next people in queue load up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so wild back then that like the guys working didn't really give a fuck. Like I've definitely fallen in from jumping from like, I remember one, one time uh, my fucking 
thing conked out and the guy didn't come to help me. And so I remember just jumping over, maybe you or maybe my brother's fucking bumper boat. And then we're yeah, out yeah. there and we're like, there's some nerdy kid. So we're bullying him and not allowing him to return when the siren came out. <laughs> right. So he's trying desperately to get back Sounds because he thinks right. he's going to get in trouble. And we've trapped him at the back of the pond and we're just like bullying the fuck out of it. I don't know. It was so stupid. It was, it was wild. But also with all, all those rides that were going on and how sketchy Adventure World was, it was. It's beautiful now. I know they've got some great roller coasters they've spent a lot of money on. All good. They're trying to get over it. But at the time, there was only one roller coaster there called Turbo Mountain. And we were both, we were there the fucking day Ian that it you. crashed. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we should are. have been on it when it crashed. Right. So this was yes. like, um, for the listener at home, it's, it's a shithouse roller coaster. It doesn't even go upside down. It just whips around in this big little track. And then there's like this jolt ending at the, at, at, at the end of the, the ride, obviously, um, where it like slams on the brakes, you stop, and then you progress towards the area where you unload. Right. And um, what you could do as you're lining up, you could kind of start doing the maths of how many people get into a cart to go around the roller coaster and you could time it and let people in front of you in order to get the front seat, right? Yes. Remember that? Correct. And so we had yeah. done that. We had let people in front of us because we wanted to be at the front for the next ride, right? So what are your memories on this? What happened? I don't have a great... I, I remember the actual you know, scenario quite well as to what happened and seeing the uh, the carts in front of us crash into each other and everyone complaining about, you know, whiplash, everyone's holding their necks and they looked, you know, like they'd just been in a serious car accident. But I don't really... Well, they didn't, they didn't look like have... it. They were acting like it. They didn't look like it. They had no lacerations or any visible injuries. But but so... Yeah. So, so my memory of it is us lining up, obviously, letting people in front to get on. So we're going to be, when we're literally right at the front of the queue waiting for this shit. And it was a busy day. So they have two carts running the roller coaster, right? That's right. I and do so remember now. One of them would get to that jerk stop at the end. And then the other one would take off. And it, while it's doing the lap of the, the, the roller coaster, the other one would progress. People would unload, load up, ready to start again. But for some reason, this time, after the jerk stop, it didn't progress. And yeah, so there was a yeah. cart just sitting there waiting. And we're just watching this other cart swinging around. By, by the way, it. by the way, you should never have a jerk stop like that at the end of a roller coaster. It means that the roller coaster itself has a lot of inertia built up in it. You should have made a longer track, right? Yeah. yeah you should yeah, have just yeah. burnt off the speed another way rather than just fucking doing this jerk halt at the end. Because that was enough to give you whiplash anyway at the end. But then it didn't yeah, progress, and yeah. the other one just whips around, just slams right in the fucking back of this one, right? <laughs> and what was your Dude, first first thought when that happened? Well, firstly, I remember actually seeing, because it was one cart at a time, right? Only one cart would go, but, you know, like Scott just said, one would stop, and then it would move, and then the next one would go. But when when the one in front of it stopped... And the other one just started going. I remember looking at those people in that cart that hadn't moved. And they, they knew it was happening. They had like five minutes, not, obviously not that no, long, no, but a couple, of, a couple of minutes of warning. They knew it was going to happen. I'm looking at them and they're looking around going, what, what's going to happen here? Like, why aren't See, we moving? I don't think it dawned on them that they were going to get slammed in the back. Because they, but, trusted they were, like, they, the they were looking around, so but they all had smiles on their faces, like talking to each other, like how cool was that ride and all that sort of stupid shit. 
But when it slammed yeah. into the back of it, and I see all the people clutch their necks and fucking whatever. I remember seeing someone get off, um, like later on, like holding their ankle for some reason, and we made fun of them. <laughs> um, but my first thoughts was just fucking disappointment. It was like, fuck, now we don't get to ride this roller coaster. We're not going to get to. Yeah, we've been yeah. in the line for like a fucking hour and let people in front of us. But we should have been on that cart that smashed into the back of the other one, right? Yeah. And they shut yeah, it down yeah. for the day and whatever. But never saw anything on the news about it. No one really got seriously injured. I don't think it was any fucking no. lawsuits or anything like that. And it's just eventually we'll grow from there, right? But it was a wild place, man, in the 90s. You could, you, could, you could hurt yourself. You could definitely get in a lot of trouble. That's kind of the beauty of uh, the theme parks in Australia is like we don't – Australians don't really sue, you know. They don't make mm. lawsuits. At least yeah. they didn't back then. Anyway, we certainly don't have know? a huge Jewish population. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so – Everyone just kind of just took it with a grain of salt. They're like, yeah, yeah well, it's you know, different if, sucked, if it's like malicious intent. Like if they if they purposely put you in the line of danger, yes, you could get lawsuits for that. But when it's an accident, we kind of let it slide, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, everyone's just there to have fun. They, they know there's kind of a little bit of risk. People don't really like to come to that realization that there's a legitimate risk. They're like, yeah, we know there's a risk, but you know. We trust the uh, the owners of the park. Yeah, and and, and if system. it was out of their hands, it's an accident, it's whatever, I would deal with it. But if it's serious yeah, injury, yeah. it's definitely different. So I don't think eventually World ever had like serious, serious injuries. I'd love to find out that stats. If anybody out there knows if someone's died at Adventure World, and not just like an old person that had a heart attack, because that's, you know, that was ripe for mm. the picking anyway. It was going to happen whether they're at Adventure World or fucking <laughs> sitting at home watching porn, you know? Um, yeah, 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 but it's fucking. Uh, so, uh, uh, like, the reason I wanted to get you on talk about this sort of shit was, um, you right because that mic there, mate, dude. I know I need to tighten up these bolts here, it keeps on fucking <laughs> going limp on me. Fucking, it's a metaphor, ah. but um, ah. there was there was something going on, in, like, we, we talk about the Gen X's, right? And they always say that they've had such a fucking great upbringing because they didn't have um, the internet and cell phones and always keeping track of them. They went out and they skinned their knees and they, they had the wild shit like the fucking bullshit that was happening at Action Park. And so what I wanted to bring into context was that like that was still going on in the 90s up to the early 2000s where you could get away with that shit. And there was yeah. a lot like, think about some of the local skate parks we used to go to. Like the one at, uh, at Craigie there that was like in the car park next to the leisure center there. And it was just this bullshit tin fucking. Holy shit. That was dodgy. That half pipe, man. Terrible. That that kind of made me a good skater though, because like, I mean, that half pipe was probably the, I mean, it wasn't a vert pipe, but it was the closest to you. It was like the biggest mini ramp pretty much that we had access to at least. Yeah, but it was a good And the whole thing foot. was metal. Yeah, it was metal. Yeah, it, was it wasn't just slippery. metal. It was, it was slowly buckling metal, right? Yeah. And it was a half was pipe that wasn't quite, quite level. So one side of it was higher than the other, right? Yeah, and, you yeah. could always, and you never knew by looking at it, but when you wrote it, you're like, holy shit, you got to pump to get up it that side, but not the other side. If yeah. you pump to get up the other side, you just fucking launch off it. But like, <laughs> as the panels would come down in the middle, they were starting to buckle. So there'd be like these little fucking 
lips to catch wheels on and shit, right? It was deadly, mm. right? But that was just chucked out of a car park, have fun sort of shit, right? And yes, we, we, we still had all that sort of stuff. We didn't, didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones and stuff like that, like skating in the 90s and early 2000s. But no one had that shit. Maybe no. other parts of the world, but here in Perth, it was still the fucking Wild West, right? Yeah, and yeah. So this was um, another thing I wanted to talk about because we're talking about these like the public responsibility sort of bullshit. Um, how was that fucking skate park? No, that BMX track in Woodvale that... that that we yeah. designed. We designed. It hasn't been rebuilt since we designed it. And that must oh, have been... Oh, no like, shit. Yeah, it hasn't been remade since then. It's still the same because okay. like the council used to put money towards that shit. And I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think, it must have been... We were in high school, so this must have been 2001, I reckon this happened, right? Yeah, I'd say so. 2001, we were what, year nine? Yeah. Something like that. And like we were, we would always like change what we're doing. We'd go through a, like a, a BMX stage and then we'd go through a fucking skating sort of summer. And it, like we'd always like choose what the fuck we were going to get into yeah, for that next summer, and right? And so we yeah. were in a BMX thing and we went through different BMX stuff. Like we, um, we did vert for a while. Like, yeah, we talked about that Craigie, um, half, and... yeah, that Craigie half pipe. I remember riding that way more on my bike than. On, on my skating, I remember fucking getting so pissed off on my bike and throwing it from the top of that throwing place. Your bin. Bike. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? Throwing your bike straight up. in this skip bin after yeah. eating shit. Yeah. Good, <laughs> I good was times, fucking man. fed up with that sprocket warping <laughs> and my chain kept coming off. I was just, I'm fucking over it. And then I realized it was a bad Old idea. Bike, straight it in the bin. <laughs> yeah. But um, so what happened one day? Uh, it's, it's an interesting story because this is one of those things that would never happen now. You could never do this. One, you'd probably get arrested uh, because it's kind of creepy. So I was riding to school. I was, it was so it must have been eight in the morning, right? And I'm riding to a friend's house over this massive park. And this park in the middle of Woodvale is fucking huge. And there's wooded areas right in it. Park. Yeah, big ovals and all that sort of stuff. So I'm riding across it. And I just get accosted by some random dude. There's an old man just comes out of the woods and stops me on my bike and starts asking me questions. And um, I don't know how much you remember this dude, but he had a hilarious stutter, right? Yes. Dude. It was an old yeah. guy. Um, and whenever he hit the consonant K, he would glitch out a little bit, right? <laughs> However, every time he said, hey, oh, you <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and kick. It's a, a bike track. So he would like struggle to get the fucking sentence out, right? But, you know, growing up as a kid, like you definitely were taught to be respectful to your elders. So I wasn't, you know, freaked out by this guy. He was, he was asking, oh, yeah, you, I'm going to paraphrase him because I'm not going to fucking bother everybody with those stutters. But he was saying, oh, yeah, you guys ride in this bike track. Why don't you come down and tell me what I should do? He's there with his bobcat. He's been tasked with redesigning yeah, this yeah. fucking thing, right? I was like, cool. So we all go down after school to try and remake this bike track, right? Out of all yeah, the crushed yeah. limestone and he's digging things and stuff like that. And so we give him some wild ideas. The first thing we tell him to do is to build a little mini track for the young kids so they can stay the fuck away from the big jumps. Then yeah, we tell him to do our big track around there, but through the middle of it to make a big run up and a huge tabletop. 
And yes. we got him to even dig the tabletop so it dipped down underground and then went up the lip, right? So it was even bigger than normal. Do you remember that? How it went down and up? Yeah, hell yeah. But in trying to describe this to us, I remember <laughs> it was a group. There was, there was me, you, uh, and a couple of other friends. So maybe like four or five of us, right? And so yeah. I had told you guys about this creep. And can you guys all come with me after school? Whoa, whoa, fucking... whoa. He wasn't necessarily a creep, though. He wasn't a creep. He, he wasn't a creep. creepy. It was a pretty saying. solid in, old dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in hindsight, <laughs> that's a creepy thing to do is to accost a kid before school crossing an oval emerging from the woods. That's a ah, creepy thing just, to do. But that was the 90s. No one gave a shit. Yeah. Dude, there was no yeah. thoughts of fucking him trying to fuck us in the ass or anything. There was nothing <laughs> like really creepy about it. But what no, was funny about it. I remember being kind of cool. I remember being cool as well. But I remember um, out, of, out, of the, out of our group of friends, I was probably like maybe considered the more responsible one. Right. And I was definitely the spokesperson Nerd. for the group. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was 100% <laughs> the nerd of the group, right? And um, so I was, I was tasked with the responsibility of really talking to him, but we were all as a group trying to get the message across of what the guy should fucking build after school. And I remember yeah. the whole crew of you guys, so you and Ben and all these other guys are all standing behind me, and this guy's talking, and that stutter starts happening. And I tried to warn you guys about this stutter. And he's complaining about other kids destroying whatever he builds and stuff like that. Oh, they come in with their shovels and they fuck and just start digging the whole fucking shit up and jick. And he's just going off like that. And I'm there just like holding my breath, staring at him, trying to be polite. And one by one, I see all of you guys behind me just dropping off and having to run away in tears laughing. Just... <laughs> Just not being out of hand with this guy's fucking stutter. And, and just oh by the God. end, it was just me talking to him and just like, oh, I can't take this anymore. And I remember having to ride around to ask you guys because you were all like just disappeared. Just like, fuck, I'm out of here. This is too funny. I don't want this guy to fucking start fighting us for laughing at his face. Um, but then he built this fucking thing for us and it became wild. It was amazing, man. That was the greatest fucking BMX track in, you know, Australia. On the northern yeah, suburbs well, it was Perth, definitely the best that we had around here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. No, it and was so fucking it's epic. All about, it's all about that sort of shit with like fucking theme parks getting in trouble for like something as stupid as one cart running into the other and people having a bit of whiplash and all that sort of bullshit. And I guess you have something to be pissed off about because you had no control over it. And so that's what I really want to drill down on. It's like, when it's a bike track, you have control. You can go on it or not. And it's up to your mm. own faculties. Because this track that we built, like I said, that huge fucking um, tabletop we had in the middle started eroding. Started, It became like two camel humps at one point. There was like fucking massive fights breaking out down there. People were eating shit. This was all crushed limestone. So it's really, really hard when you fall, right? But mm. and then and we started building fires at the top of the, the tabletop, and people would be Just jumping jump the fire. Fires. And this was yeah. like so buried in this park that you can't really see it from any main road or anything. There's no real roads that can see into that skate or oh, the fucking that bike track. Sorry, you know. Yeah, no, no. So it was really. kind of this hidden it's thing, and it became a massive road. spot. Like the kids that are older than us, they would come drink there and then fucking try and steal your bikes and stuff like that. It was fucking oh, wild. Yeah, it was, uh... My brother nearly got his bike stolen there one time. He was talking to me about <laughs> it the other day. He was saying that fucking he got 
he got rescued by a ghost. What? There were those two little Typical fuckhead, Adam. There were those fuckhead twins that were like always up to no good. And they um they had fucking oh yeah, like like convinced him and that basically got his bike off him and one of them just started yeah. gunning it, right? Just riding away with Adam's bike trying to steal it. And fucking he starts yeah. running after him. The guy's in the middle of the oval, nothing around him. And he says he just sees as if he's hit a fucking invisible brick wall. What? He's riding the bike away from Adam and then just like as if he's hit a brick wall, just fucking flips over the handlebars, eats shit. And he's in pain. And Adam just fucking catches up to him and just grabs his bike and rides home. (laughs) But he reckoned he swears to this day it was a fucking it was some divine intervention that got his bike back that day. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, yeah the, the, well, the, shit. That that place had a lot of mystery, man. The old middle of uh, Chichester Oval there. Um, it was a fucking fantastic little spot, dude. A lot of weird. A lot of a lot of kids became adults in that park. <laughs> they mm. they had to learn the ropes of defending themselves and taking their own fucking their own lives into their own hands, and you know, playing at their own risk and. Yeah. encountering some extreme dangers for the first time. Man. And that, that oval, like, it was, was like, I, I had to, I had to walk about. across that oval um, every morning and afternoon to get to and from school, right? Throughout high school. And, mm. dude, it, it wasn't just, like, all the dangers of the mischief of the neighborhood. There was also, like, all the tradesmen and all the people that were, like, working on maintenance, they would fuck with you as well. I remember, like, walking one morning and I'm walking down this oval and this oval's huge guys. Like to really put it like, you know what a soccer field is? There was maybe six of them on this oval. Right. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like huge two ovals with a massive adjoining chunk of park between them. But those two ovals as well had a massive surrounding parkland. It was yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bit. It's so a big one of those area, ovals, just one of those ovals, lots of the, trees and the actual Chichester oval. The one of those ovals had like five or six fucking soccer fields on it. It was huge, right? And mm. there was a big um cricket pitch right in the middle there. And I remember walking to school one morning, and there's all these little gay flags around because they've been testing the sprinklers. And they used to see yeah, them all the time. That was no big deal. Fucking, I'm walking to school and right in the middle of this fucking oval, this huge oval. And they've decided to put the sign that says, warning, sprinkler testing in the middle of the oval. And I'm sure it was just the maintenance guy fucking with me because as soon as I saw that sign, the sprinklers fucking came on. And I'm in the middle of this oval in my school uniform and everything. And these massive sprinklers come on. I have to fucking leg it out. of it. I get to school drenched. I don't even know if I made it to school. I might've just turned around and ran home. <laughs> just like taking the day off because of that. Any excuse will do at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was a wild place, man. And that fucking, yeah, just, just that wasn't that long ago. This isn't a Gen X thing. This is like, we're technically millennials. But this was our yeah. upbringing. I don't want to. I don't want everybody like casting these dispersions on millennials. Like you're all fucking snowflake, candy ass pieces of shit, right? Well, no, it's not. It's that's the Gen Zs, not the Gen X, or the millennials. Millennial is Gen X, right? All right, yeah. Well, we're apparently that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure Gen X and millennials are the same thing. Gen Z are the new ones. Um, I always saw that that like, they always talk about these these um these faggy fucking millennial kids grew up just yeah on their 
tablets and iPhones and all that sort of shit and just didn't really get a proper upbringing. But I just want to put it to bed. Like there was like you remember it as being pretty fucking wild in the early 2000s from the 90s. It was still fucking brutal, right? Oh, man, 100 percent. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah, no, that's the weird thing. The, the term millennial is thrown around kind of too loosely these days but people millennials are in their mid-30s now yeah that's us yeah 100 percent. yeah um it's it's generally the term is supposed to be used for gen z which is the generation after us but yeah anyway yeah oh well fuck that generation after us because i guess they're very young so we don't know how they're going they, to turn out. They will never know the 90s, man. They will never know the 90s. The world changed 2001. The That's first true. major terrorist attack. Anything before that, fucking the world was peaking. It was fantastic. The 90s were yeah, fucking it was blue sky, amazing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The hey, early yeah, yeah, 2000s right. can suck a dick, man. Like It started pre, getting weird after Pre-9-11 was where it was at, man. Yeah. And think about it, like, like your your behavior, for instance, as as a child, it never really changed throughout our whole time I together. Still haven't throughout changed. All, yeah, still haven't changed. But but I, rem- <laughs> I I definitely remember late high school, you getting fucking in trouble a hell of a lot more. Remember, they started picking on you more. Things started changing yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I, I saw you. I saw you. I, I saw, saw teachers fucking swear on a stack of Bibles that you had done something that you hadn't done just to get you in trouble. They yeah. had a grudge against and, and you. I man. think. I think a, a lot of my peers kind of knew that that was going to be the outcome as well. So they would kind of act up and just know that I would be blamed for it. But you know, I was a, the kind of kid that hey, 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 I was who do you such mean a, you I was a little peers, rebel Curtis? at heart. Who do you say when you mean peers? You mean me. <laughs> You I, and I got Martin you in trouble for fucking and, everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you bastard. Fucking because you were actually like a, a totally A student as well. So even if yeah, you they did never act fucked up, they'd, yeah, they would they wouldn't fuck with you. They'd be like, you know, he's a he's a good kid, he's a good student. Dude, was, I remember it was, I, I remember it being in high blame, school, like so but, fucking obvious that um our school uniform was um this stupid white polo shirt, but we had to wear navy blue pants, and we would always wear black pants. Mm-hmm. And they enough's yeah, a fucking yeah. enough. You have to get these uniform passes. You get so many of them, you get detention, all that sort of shit, because you come to school with the wrong uniform, right? Me and you yeah, were standing next yeah. to each other, both with black pants, and they would come up and fucking give you detention and not even say a word to me. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, <laughs> you were, uh, yeah, you're, you're an actual good student. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a pretty smart kid as well. I would do well in classes, but I would also be the the most acting up, taking the piss, a bit of a class clown, as you'd say. Hmm. But uh, got along, man. Yeah. So anyway, it, it kind of got to the point that I kind of just would just take it on the chin and just be like, yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't even. So, Here's, here's, here's the real big question that comes out of this whole thing. And like I said, like sometimes things interest me and I'm not really sure why they really pique my interest. And this action park thing and like this, these thoughts of just, that's a better world when you can hurt yourself. You're allowed to. Yes. You're free to hurt yourself. You're free to fuck up. You're free to die if that's the case. Kids I still need think to that's be given better. the opportunity to hurt themselves if they want to. That's how it has to know, be the risk. Some such yeah. situations, that's how they learn and grow and 
become better people and just experience real life mm. consequences, you know? Yeah. If and so you I, hurt yourself, that's so, what so my, 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 my thoughts are, because obviously I don't want to just sort of have this, this conversation about this sort of stuff and oh, so much better back then or whatever. It's like, that's try and frame it in a way that it's possible to at least bring something to the future that's good from those past lessons. So how is it possible to open a theme park or anything on that, of that nature that's like Action Park in today's day and age? Are you allowed to just have everybody sign a waiver and just go nuts? Yeah. What do you reckon? Probably not because the actual requirements for an, an attraction, quotes, um, would... You'd have to fulfill so many occupational health and safety guidelines and you would have to legitimately guarantee safety before even putting it to like a trial stage. So So, so even if if how how do do skate parks sneak through? So that's what I'm trying to square away. It's like, how can we have these stringent laws for a theme park? And let's face it, it should be less laws because it's public, uh, private property, sorry. It's privately owned property. And people should be able to like just enter at your own risk. That's all it was. You know, use this yeah. at your own risk. That's what's on a skate park sign. It's at your own yeah. risk. Yeah. You know, you, you cannot sue the council if you try a fucking double backflip and smash your head open. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Why can't we extend that to more adventurous stuff like cliff diving or fucking something pretty cool mm. all those weird rope swings that they had at fucking action park or like even those toboggan sleds that yes you might fall off the fucking edge you might tumble like that was the first death at action park one of the employees went off the thing and it wasn't the slide that killed him he flew off and fucking hit his head on a rock on a rock yeah from the yeah. toboggan. maybe yeah. move some of the rocks around <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that, but like the, the actual slide itself wasn't really to blame. And also you could fucking, those things were just fucking fun, man. And yeah, yeah I, 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 I miss the adrenaline rush. And, and that's You're what I right, like, man. Like, well, uh, what is the, the legal technicalities here when it comes to it? Like, if, if you can say a skate park, just put up a sign saying, you know, this is at your own risk, you know, this could happen, this could happen. Here's the emergency services numbers, but yeah, go for gold. We don't take any liability. Why can't private, uh, theme parks do that man i mean yeah uh, yes they have to take a bit of responsibility because they're sort of engineering these rides and selling you tickets well, they, they, they kind of do and that's that's what a, that's what a ski resort is is kind of in between it's yeah. kind of a theme park it's usually privately owned and it's literally in the terms and conditions when you buy your lift pass that you're waving all your you are saying that you could, you are competent to snowboard. It's not on them. It's all that sort of shit. You can't sue them if you fucking twist an ankle because it's snow, mm. right? And I think, I think, I don't know. Australia's in a weird situation where we don't have as much, as much as people fucking like to say that Australia's a really dangerous place, it's the safest motherfucking place on the earth, right? Like, we yeah. don't have extreme weather conditions. Like, walking around in snow and slush and ice is way more dangerous than hiking in the fucking outback in Australia. You are not going to come across one of these snakes that everybody's fucking scared of. 
and all that shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I go out hiking all that shit all the time. It's fucking not real. We don't have real threats. Like, oh, it's dangerous because of these spiders and these fucking, whatever they try to make Australia out to be. Australia's not that. It's <laughs> dull. It's boring. And we have no excitement with the weather. We have no real risk with anything that's natural around us. We don't really have Certain natural Certain parts risk. are still pretty dangerous, man. Go to fucking the bushland in Darwin in the Northern Territory. It's pretty fucking dangerous as fuck up there. But yeah, but there's but yeah, six right, people though, that like live most, in Darwin, most, man. No one cares about Darwin. Like yeah, most major cities in, of Australia, you know, they're it's it's smooth sailing. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I I kind of feel that we might be doing a disservice to our our kids and our younger generation by setting the precedent that someone's always responsible for their actions someone else is responsible for the consequences that they mm. have fallen on them like it's 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 weird that you know you used to f- fall over and it's fucking oh, that's on you don't do that again now it's just like oh well that step was a millimeter too high and you tripped on it because of fucking some dodgy whatever that's the reason it's someone else's yeah. fault that you were a retard and fucking hurt yourself right yeah and I'm not saying like you have to be retarded to hurt yourself. You have to be adventurous to hurt yourself, and you have to be a retard to try and blame someone else. You know? Yeah. Ah, oh, hundred percent, man. Totally agree. Now that you mentioned though, I think that's how uh, like skate parks can exist, though, is because it's essentially skate parks are kind of just like rugged terrain. It's nothing is actually operational, whereas like uh, it's somewhere like yes, yeah, somewhere like Adventure World there they have operational rides which they have to take the responsibility of and, that, and that's absolutely fine because if i'm going on a, if it, i'm going on a roller coaster and you get halfway through it and someone didn't bother finishing it and the car just flies off into space <laughs> that's that's definitely their bad for that right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like we started off talking about that 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 crash that was definitely their bad that that did that right but yeah. still that's kind of the charm of like the way things were just fucking clunky and we can we're gonna try to make it work most of the time but if you're that fucking fraction of a percent that it doesn't work for that's built in that's built in it's, you know that's, yeah, that's the it's, risk it's you know tough, right at your own risk yeah you just you're just a statistic at that point but you know it's part of the fun so i guess like <laughs> the only chance that would have it happen and this was the whole ethos of action park was that like you are in control of your your fun yeah. like it, it it was oh, all yeah. yeah it wasn't just silly strap yourself in and we spin you around sort of roller coasters like no you hold on to this with your own grip strength and you release yeah, when you feel like it and if you're scared to release you might hurt yourself and like you have to fucking you have to fucking pony up for that shit you know yeah, man, yeah, it's actually this, the similarities between Action Park and Adventure World are actually kind of blowing my mind ever since you mentioned it. Because like a lot of the rides are very fucking similar. I mean, you mentioned the toboggan, yeah, which I I couldn't even kind of believe that it was a thing when I first went to Adventure World. I know, I know. Like, that's, what, that's, shit, that's why it stuck out of my mind so much. And, and also the go karts as well. That was a big one. Like yeah, someone. Died, or at least I was shitloads of injuries at the action park in New Jersey. And yeah, there was a sim- very similar thing at Adventure World in Perth. Um, yeah. 
Dude, the, the, the crashes the, used to be intense. I remember having heaps of bad crashes on those go-karts. Oh, man. Like, Absolutely. getting rammed straight into the barriers, like instant whiplash. But because we were kids, we kind of bounced back really quickly. But, yeah. It definitely happened, man. But, and, and then yeah. we also noticed that, like, over the 90s, those, those go-karts got progressively slower and slower to the point where there's no point going on them anymore. Because they're yeah, fucking just, just boring. Yeah. yeah, you could walk past them. It's stupid. Um, yeah. but, that, but that's that safety thing. It's like, well, no, maybe we need. I mean, don't serve children that are underage alcohol and let them use those carts because that's what a, a action par- action park did, and that was fucking. That's the yeah, negligent that's part. You don't <laughs> you don't give alcohol to people that have one never drunk and two never driven anything, and then make them do yeah. both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but still, fuck, that's cool, though, isn't it? It's still it is cool. cool. I mean, I don't know. That's that was something that I kind of appreciated about the uh, the little docos that I saw about Action Park. Is it says towards the end, it's like you know, a lot of people that went there, they still have nothing but fond ass memories of this place. Dude, they cannot they, separate that. Apart from those yeah. people that, that went all the way and actually died, like you know. Yeah, they're going to have some grievances in their family. Well, obviously the dead people aren't, but the fucking family is going to have some grievances against Action Park. Everybody else. And it's very hard to square yeah. away. They knew the danger. They knew people had they died. They knew the danger. They had nothing but fond memories. And for them, it was like a rite of passage. And Yeah. So I, I, just, I just personally don't want that to leave humanity. Is this idea that like, I mean humans are going to explore and they're going to experiment with their own mortality all the fucking time. And if you yeah. wrap everybody up in cotton wool for a couple of generations, they're not going to be prepared for those consequences when those instincts kick in and they will kick in. Yeah. Oh, we have definitely. to do that. We have to form hierarchies. We have to challenge ourselves. We have to fucking graze our knees and get in trouble. We have to do that. And if you, if you don't allow that to happen, I'm scared of the rubber band effect. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yep. it's going to snap back and, and then it's going to be kids that, that like tried it out for the first time, took risks for the first time in, in their teen years. They didn't grow Definitely, up as, yeah. as children taking risks and hurting themselves. So th- they'll go too hard and, and we'll have like even more catastrophic deaths and injuries because of unprepared people that literally yeah. are just trying to satisfy an instinctual gut feeling to feel alive to for once fucking wild yeah yeah hell yeah to, to not know how this is going to turn out man dude I, I i've distinct memories of what it feels like to be in the air and knowing it's going wrong yeah like man. taking a huge bike jump a big jump Holy and, and knowing your bike slipped off to the side and you know in that moment you're in midair Damage control. This is all is I've off. got to know. Like, how yeah. am I going to get out of this? Because I like this. I'm not going to land this. Minimal damage to my minimal body damage. at the moment. Or pretty much the last effect was just how can I not fucking crush my testicles and hurt some other part of my body instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, in that moment, you start prioritizing. You start yeah, doing, all right. You got to make priorities. <laughs> I'll sacrifice my shoulder to not fuck up my face. I'll, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put I'll my arm in the way to save my nads, stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and people aren't going to learn those valuable fucking life lessons. And it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, 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 it's 
it's tragic, but uh, although at the same time, uh, for you know something that's kind of happened recently, this skateboarding just got into the Olympics, so that's now an internationally recognized sport. So maybe. I mean, skateboarding obviously requires injuries to get good at it. Fucking oath. It's almost a prerequisite. You need to have broken bones to get it yeah. to become a pro it's level. Not, it's not that you need to. It's just that, like, pretty hard to pretty avoid. Pretty much need to. It's pretty hard you, to avoid. You need to be accepting, uh, be accepting of the fact that at some point you probably will break some yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah. If you, especially if you want to be an Olympic level skateboarder, you know. No shit. So, no so, shit. so that's cool. Skateboarding is now in the Olympics, Dude, so maybe there's still some hope. I, I see, I see a lot of hope in in various things, but it it's just this public attitude of what safety is, and what like the way I framed this whole thing is personal responsibility, public safety. Public safety has to be overarching, overreaching, and over cotton wooling, right? It has yeah, to do yeah. that. Otherwise, there's some fucking pissed off mother somewhere that's going to go to town on it, right? Mm. And so we have to like go to like there's this weird overlap between the dumbest person, right, and yeah. the minimal requirement, the minimal amount of risk to actually learn, right? Yeah, so, like yeah, there's, there's, there's an overlap. Yeah. So like we if we have to legislate things for the the dumbest amongst us, as we always do, we have to we have to legislate and plan for everything that could possibly go wrong for some idiot that just does something's a little bit wrong or whatever. That bleeds into the territory of not being able to learn the lessons from that fucking um, whatever that 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 task that fucking uh, endeavor that you go down, right? So if yeah. you yeah yeah yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so if if you want to be a skater these days you have to have freedom to be injured yes right yes 100 percent. have to same with almost anything like you have to be if you, if you want to do a shithouse podcast like this one i have to be free <laughs> i have to be free to have criticism and have people call me a piece of shit Right, you have to be free to. I can't. You can't legislate to say, "Hey, you know what? If you want to try and engage in the public sphere, no one's ever allowed to make you feel bad about it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you you put it, yeah, I know. But I'm seeing these metaphors for the way we treat like physical activities, and then we see so, and and it's obviously shifting to the social activities. That's why I see that, like, like I said, sometimes I get interested in something, and I'm, I, I know there's a there's a reason why but i'm not really too sure and it's it's that risk reward thing Mm. allowed to take risks you used to be allowed to take way more risks and figure it out for yourself and learn your lessons right the more we fuck that up by changing theme parks safety standards and 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 um getting rid of skate parks and filling in things so people can't hurt themselves and stuff like that well then they're not free to fail anymore they're not free to fail yeah yeah. nor are they free to succeed and so, but then you see the online community all these um these this snowflake fucking generation that you're not allowed to like for some reason words are now as bad as physical violence because of mm. that thing that we're talking about they didn't graze their knees so they think someone calling them an asshole is as bad yeah yeah it's, it's a 
and and so like like where are we shifting these goalposts for just people to be able to fucking learn from failure by actually failing you know what i mean yeah yeah because someone calling it's... you an asshole isn't actual failure if you care about it that's a failure on your part by the way because you shouldn't really care yeah. about a stranger calling you a fucking asshole because you know exactly either they're right you. but yeah any of that stuff i mean mm, they, they could be right stuff. if they're wrong why do you care you know what i mean if someone mm. says something offensive to you but it's completely inaccurate and wrong why do you care it's Why wrong. does it matter? Yeah. yeah. And so we have you this snowflake of... generation is because they didn't fucking make fires on a tabletop and be dared by friends and people older than them to try and jump over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Amongst the perfect metaphor. Things. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you it's didn't... all that sort of shit. It's, it's very, very strange. So fucking God bless Action Park. And I, I really want to see Action how Park. it's how it's possible to do something like that in the future. Like I have a weird soft spot in my heart for um, eccentric theme park owners. I'm a huge fan of fucking, obviously John Hammond. I'm a big oh, fan of fucking, <laughs> of um, whatever the fucko's name that created Action Park. And I'm a big fan of fucking Walt Disney for doing what he's doing because I find it like such a, it's one of the reasons why I like comedy as well is it's, it's Pushing got the, the boundaries, man. But, but it's also got the greatest the greatest motivation you know what i mean like comedy it's motivation is to yeah. make people laugh yeah, how can you beat right. that that is that is the best motivation to have creating Create a theme joy, park is just to have fun, people have fun laughter. exactly it's such what a righteous thing to do it's yeah. so righteous and who are we to, to govern how everybody should have fun it's amazing that theme parks are so popular when they're all the same what about a yes. different kind of theme park for those that like yeah. to, I want to, I want to have a bit of control over this, and I, I might hurt myself. Fuck it, I might, I might crack a rib. Mm. Fuck it. That's why I love snowboarding. You know, it's because yeah, finally dude. someone's treating me like an adult, and they get me to the top of a hill and just say, "Go for it, buddy. Make your own way down." That's wicked. Yeah, it's one of the only instances that we still have of that left in this world. And fucking over my dead body, we're getting rid of it completely. It's fucking yeah, man. It's too cool. I agree. A hundred percent, dude. You fucking hit the nail on the head right there. It creates inspiration as well. You know, dude, it's like fucking living eight. When when you've experienced a bit of danger, you know, it's it's inspiring. It kind of gives you a a sense to fucking just want to keep living in a way, man. Like yeah. not to sound too over dramatic there, but holy shit, man, like we need that shit. That's there's also this other weird little there's this weird little undercurrent of independence in it as well. Because let's face it, as kids growing up, like the person that you cared about their opinion most was probably Mm. your mother, right? Yeah, I guess so. And she was the person that was angry at you for doing those things. And so doing it anyway, fucking just like it was absolutely it was it was it was it was like I'm no longer in the nest anymore i I took that dive out of the nest and guess what i couldn't even fly and i fucking ate shit whatever i still took the jump you took the leap you You did it it. Uh, yeah and so the person you care about most about their opinions of you well most a lot of people would definitely care about the opinions of their their mother their fathers and stuff like that like what are they 
they did not want you doing that shit. And so it was like, mm -hmm. it's a metaphor for like carving your own way. And even yeah, skateboarding it's a rite itself, of passage, man. It's a rite of passage for sure. So many rites uh, of passage. There's so many metaphors in what, what, it, what it takes to be a skater or takes to be a risk taker or any, any of these Red Bull sports. Fuck, they're cool, man. And I did not want to see them leaving this planet because they are fucking way too valuable to us. Much respect to all the uh, extreme athletes out there. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. You guys earn some respect. But, you know, show us your fucking medical records and then you get some real respect, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a pro skater and you've got a clean medical record. Man, do you happen to follow Tony Hawk on Instagram? Because he is still fucking killing it. I know, like, I know, he, I know, I know he's still fucking, killing it, but I don't like, follow him. Pushing much. 60. He's yeah. pushing 60 or something, and he still posts on his Instagram, you know, he's fucked up his joints, he's, he has certain injuries, scraped his knees, fucking awesome, cut man. up his shins. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to hero. see, man. And he, so he cool. is a fucking hero. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, like well, that I'm, is, I'm is glad we got need, to talk you know? about this shit because me and you went through the trenches in the, in the 90s, and like, everyone was sort of like roll their eyes, oh, fucking hell bad could the 90s have really been they weren't bad we made our own fun no, because the, the world was starting to get into that sort of space but it was the gayest thing that we could ever imagine would be to go along with it you know what i mean yes. in the 90s it was just like no 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 no. like our, our heroes hurt themselves our heroes took risks yeah man. these are the people that we should be fucking following right yeah so it's cool it's, it's good to have you on with that man and um We'll talk about this more a little later and shit, but there's, yeah, more to talk about. I'll have you on soon as well. Anything you yeah, want to share brother. that to the people? Closing remarks, Curtis? Just fucking live long and prosper, folks. Uh, scrape your knees. Don't be scared of a little fucking gravel burn, guys. Fucking get into trouble for Christ's sake. Let's have for some fun. fuck's sake, yes. All right, cheers, man. Peace. All right, guys. I hope that was fun for you. Let's get into some music stuff. Uh, but, but before I really finish all that, that shit off, like if you're a, a resident of Perth or you have memories of things here in Perth, like, those, like the old days of Adventure World or even fucking um, what was going on up in Atlantis, up in Turox, I went there. One of my earliest memories is, is from that place. It, it closed down in like 91 or something like that. So maybe 90. I don't really know. But, you know, the dolphins, all that sort of bullshit. Uh, Please let us know, because I'd love to hear these wicked stories um, for things going wrong, being really cool, whatever the fuck your memories were of that little period in, uh, in Perth's history. It would be fucking fun. So um, it's what it is. Uh, reach out, let us know. Let's get into some music. I, um, as you know, I've been going through this fucking um, uh, new Logic program and just trying to figure out some cover songs just so I can try and hone some skills with the actual production side of it rather than the, the creative side of it and the, um, the actual recording and playing side of it because, um, you know, that's what it is. So I decided to do another cover song. So if I can, I know we did the No Worries thing, the Pogo song uh, last week, and I wanted to get another project sort of just started. So I literally just started this project and it's because um, uh, my friend John and I tried to do a, a cover of a Pussifer song months ago didn't really come out well, so just scrapped it. But I did keep his vocal take, so I decided to use it and try and recreate that song. Um, the song is Bullet Train to Iowa. It's from um, Pussifer's latest album called Existential Re Reckoning. 
Existential Reckoning? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a great fucking album, a great fucking song. So what I tried to do is just like, just put the bare bones of the elements of the song, right? So the drums, bare bones bass, bare bones guitar. I fucking, again, I just recorded this DI from my acoustic guitar and then put distortion and shit on it in post. So it's a stupid method. I know you don't have to fucking yell at me about that. I can retract these. It's just to get the sketch out so then I can start working on it and try and build it up a little bit. But anyway, I'll show you because it's the theme of the podcast. It's to show you working out. So I know it could be god awful, but it could have some cool little moments in it. And I will work on them so I get to show you the progress as, uh, as it's being done. If it gets done, if I can be bothered. And like I said, I'm going to try and, you know, share my time between a whole bunch of different things because it does get a little bit monotonous just working on one project for fucking hours and hours. But the hardest thing about doing this song was um, getting the drum track right. It seems like it's simple drums through the entire song, but it's fucking not. It's, it's really cool, really great groove. It's all in 3-4, so shout out the Pussy for Drummer. Fucking amazing job. Everything's really cool in this song. I've done a really bad job at recreating it, but it's, it's, it's what it is, guys. And uh, here it is. So this is John singing um, Bullet Train to Iowa. Have yourselves a great week out there, guys. Get involved with the Jam Room podcast. Tell your friends, subscribe, all that sort of bullshit. And we'll have some fun, and I'll talk to you later in the week. Enjoy. Enjoy.